0: Hello and welcome back to a more perfect podcast. I finally have time to record now. I've been really, really wrapped up with college. So episodes going to be really sporadic from here on out. I know there was like a month gap in between my last episode and this episode. I think actually it was more than a month. My last episode was like, I don't know, August 28th, I think. So, it's going to be really sporadic. The the plus side being that when that when I do upload, there's going to be a lot of content to cover. So, we might as well just jump into it. If you've been keeping up with the news or you haven't been living under a rock, you probably can guess what this episode's going to be about. It's going to be about impeachment. Spoiler. We're going to try and break it down. It took me almost like a week and a half to understand it all, otherwise this episode may have been out like a week ago, but it's really complex and it's moving really fast. Well, you know, race cars don't need headlights because the track is always lit. There's two big ideas here. One is that since the beginning of time, governments have always tried to root out corruption to gain the trust and maintain the trust of their people impeachment was invented because of that idea of rooting out corruption the idea of rooting out corruption and moreover corruption in general is the one word that you could use to describe the whole entire situation regardless of what details emerge is corruption that's why all this is happening and the second big idea is that ukraine hates russia ukraine being being in a proxy war with russia is why we are involved, we being the United States, is involved in Ukraine and with Ukraine in the first place. With that out of the way, let's get into the meat. On the 7th of April, Rudy Giuliani goes to Fox News, and he starts squealing about this weird thing that Joe Biden was pressing for Ukraine to stop investigating Burisma, which was a company that his son Was involved in. It's It's a weird story, and honestly, I never heard about it. You would have had to been watching the news like twenty four hours to hear about it. It's like crazy. On the twenty second of April, Zelensky is elected president of Ukraine. This is like a chaotic start to his term. He must be very thrilled. So after that, on May first, the New York Times reports that Giuliani had been urging Ukraine to conduct a new investigation into the activities of Joe and Hunter Biden. Giuliani calls Trump to brief him on the findings. After that, on the 18th of July, Trump issues instructions to withhold $392 million in military aid from Ukraine. He says it's because that the Ukrainian government is corrupt and that he's not sure where the money's being spent, if it's really going to the army or if it's just going in somebody's pockets. Shortly after that, on the 25th of July, Trump and Zelensky speak on the phone. Trump asks Zelensky to investigate Joe Biden on the phone, according to the transcript. And you may be thinking, oh, well, Trump withheld this military aid. It's basically him withholding military aid, saying, I won't give you this money unless you investigate Joe Biden. What actually happened was Ukraine didn't know that Trump had withheld the aid at the time of that phone call. So, because Ukraine didn't know that Trump had withheld that aid, then how would they have been threatened to investigate Joe Biden? It was essentially Trump just asking that Zelensky investigate Biden. So, that pretty much blows up the whole quid pro quo thing. On the 24th of September, Nancy Pelosi announces a formal impeachment inquiry into Trump's actions because of a whistleblower complaint that was filed on that phone call, literally a day after. YLC says, hey, you want to see the phone call, here's the phone call, and they release the transcript. And then right after that, a day after that, again, the whistleblower complaint is released. The thing is, the whistleblower was actually a second-hand source. What's ridiculous is the whistleblower complaint was released after the actual transcript. So we have the primary source before we have the secondary source that started it. So that's pretty funny. It equivocates the whistleblower complaint to an op-ed about the primary transcript. Right after the whistleblower complaint is released, Kurt Volker resigns. Now, Kurt Volker, he was a special envoy to Ukraine. He released some text messages which show that a quid pro quo did take place, but not for military aid. It was for Zelensky to announce that the investigations were taking place, but it wasn't for the investigation's themselves. It was basically Trump wanting a PR hit on Biden. If Ukraine didn't give him that PR hit on Biden, then Trump would not meet with Zelensky. So that happened, and it's really not good for Trump. It's pretty freaking bad. After that, a second whistleblower comes forward with primary sources, but it doesn't really matter at this point. I mean, we have all the stuff we need, and Democrats are trying to subpoena literally Everything under the sun, so let's see they they've subpoenaed Mike Pompeo, the White House, the Pentagon, and the office of Manage- the Office of Management and Budget, and basically what they're searching for is everything the White House and the Trump administration did with Ukraine. There is some evidence that Biden did withhold aid from the Ukraine to benefit his son, like you can hear him say it himself, you can listen to it here. I went over I guess the. 12th, 13th time to Kyiv, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said, they, had, they were walking out to press conference and said, No, nah, I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, You have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, Call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. and I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. And also there was an image of Joe Biden and this top official in Ukraine's government and Hunter Biden. Which is Joe Biden's son. There's a picture of them golfing together, which basically proves that Biden was involved in Ukraine with his son. That picture just blows up any rational thought process that Biden didn't do the things that he did in Ukraine. It's without a doubt. We have photo evidence, we have him literally confessing it. The actual prosecutor said that he was pressured. In my opinion, Biden is and was. Super corrupt. Polls show that people do believe that Biden did these things. Basically, the big picture here for Biden is his presidential campaign's over. To me, Elizabeth Warren is going to be the nominee, which is pretty good for Trump's chances of re-election. That's pretty insane. I never expected that to happen. She had been rising for a while, but I never expected her to actually overtake Joe Biden. While this whole thing is going on, the sole act of Trump reaching out to a foreign leader to investigate his political opponent, even if he didn't withhold aid, even if he didn't threaten him at all, just him asking about it, that's a really crummy move in my opinion. While I don't think he deserves to be removed from office, I really do think that he deserves to be impeached because as much as I like Trump, we need to set a precedent for this to not happen again. A great way for this precedent to be set is this impeachment inquiry, the impeachment proceedings against Trump. If the article's impeachment are filed, even though they will die in the Senate, it is a great precedent and I think it's a good thing for this country overall. While it's bad right now, in the future it sets the precedent that if you ask a foreign leader to investigate anything involving your domestic political opponent, you run the risk of being impeached that's a good thing for our country because it means that people are going to be more careful from now on in using the power of their office it's not fair for a president to use his powers of the presidency to talk to a foreign leader and to use a whole another a whole another government to investigate a opponent that doesn't have those powers joe biden doesn't have the power to ask Ukraine to do anything. Trump does. Impeachment now, it's going to divide the country horribly. It's going to tear apart the country. It might drive the president up the wall and Democrats up the wall. It's going to be really bad in in the short term. But looking at the bigger picture here, there's a case to be made that it's a good precedent and it sets a good line for future presidents to not cross. So that's basically my whole opinion on this thing. Do I think that the impeachment inquiry is phony? I think the Democrats were leaning towards it always. And I think that the Democrats were, I mean, without a doubt, I thought they were gonna do it earlier. To me, it was inevitable. I am inevitable. I'm a very stable genius. I think it's phony in the sense that if you remember after they announced the impeachment, they got the transcript. So before they even knew what the man said, they pressed the button on impeaching him. And they would go so far as to impeach him on secondhand allegations. Another thing you should know about this whistleblower complaint is that when the whistleblower was writing it, he met with a Democratic House member. and. The, the theory is, we all we know for sure is that he met with Adam Schiff, the Democratic representative. But the theory is that he, the Democratic representative, helped write this whistleblower complaint. If that's true, then the case would be made that the whistleblower complaint was nothing but a Democratic hit job... It would just make it this whole situation even more, like, ridiculous. The most recent thing that's happened is that the White House is refusing to cooperate with the impeachment inquiry and they're calling it unconstitutional. Um, the White House is pretty wrong here. Like, they're saying it's unconstitutional because the last two impeachments, the House held a full vote before initiating the inquiry. This one they didn't, but the facts are that there's nothing in the Constitution that says they have to hold that vote. The White House saying that it's unconstitutional, that they didn't hold the vote, is just bonkers. So Trump supporters want to see him stand up to the phony Democrats and want to see him blockade any corrupt Democratic efforts to impeach him. And so from a, from a PR standpoint and um, from a... Supporter standpoint that's a really this is just Trump being and being the tough guy that he is from a let's get this over with standpoint it's not very good at all the White House should cooperate with the impeachment proceedings and they should just give everything up that they can just to get this whole thing over with as fast as possible because what this is all leading to is a vote in the House to file articles of impeachment and send them to the Senate That's just, this is just slowing the process of those impeachment articles. Unless the Democrats now try to argue that that's obstruction of justice. In that case, they would just file articles of impeachment, like, in the next few days. Because the White House refused to cooperate yesterday. So that was October 8th. Um, And this this whole thing is very complex. I'm going to try and record again about it. But no guarantees. As I said earlier, I'm very bogged down with a lot of stuff going on in my life. So I hope that what I said makes sense and that you guys now understand this whole impeachment thing better than I did and don't have to go through the things that I went through to understand it because it was certainly a lot of hours of research. It was terrible. It's, It's moving very fast. I encourage you to keep up with the news since this is a very historical moment. I will. Um, I'll see you in the next episode, I guess, whenever that is. Have a more perfect day.